Hey, hey, welcome to Horns Up. And this week, let's get straight down to the Jays. We have Gutslit on the show. Yeah, of course. A friend whom we've been trying to get for such a long time, even though they live in the same city as we do. And I think that's the problem with, you know, proximity, <laughs> right, in a way. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, really kicked to have our first guest of this year, Gutslit, uh, the brutal Sardar himself. And his posse of... I don't know motley crew or his motley crew of other band members. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Kaushal, shout out to Aaron and shout out to Vignesh. Yeah, man, it was a really fun conversation with them. Uh, not really what I expected to be talking to like a brutal death metal band. Yeah, and we actually recorded this uh, just before they were supposed to take the stage uh, for Scarfest. And we told them that we won't be doing an in introduction, etc. So to pretend that it was 2020. So there are lots of jokes about time travel. Just be <laughs> prepared for that. Otherwise, it's as Gutslit described themselves. It's fun and it's brutal. Here's Gutslit. All right. And here they are with us. Gutslit. Gutslit. The entire band is here, man. Four people. You want to quickly What's introduce up? yourselves? Hey. Sup, sup. How are you doing? You do know it's audio, right? So nobody can actually yeah. tell who's who's Shit. saying sup, who's saying hey, etc. Kaushal, Gurdeep, Aaron, and Vignesh. Who's the brutal Sardar? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hey guys, this is Gurdeep here. I'm <laughs> also known as the brutal Sardar on stage. But yeah, I'm quite chill as a person as such. There's no brutal, brutal as such. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so primarily the, the the reason why we really wanted to talk to you guys was over the last year where we've been doing this podcast and talking to a lot of international bands as well as Indian acts, etc. The weird thing is on the international people, all, all of them whom we've spoken to, and this includes musicians, this includes producers, etc. Somehow, yeah, documentary guys, somehow the one common link uh, that connects them to India is Gutslit. And if I make and if I make quote, I mean this is not blowing up steam and stuff. Yeah. Literally, they go like, "Oh, you're from India. You know Gutslit, right? Oh, you know Gurdeep." So I think one of the things Anumesh and I decided was like, we have to get you guys, and we're really glad to have you all on the episode, man. Cool. Thank you so much, guys. So yeah. So the question that stems from that is, <laughs> honestly, and this and this one question can basically be the entire podcast or the entire duration of our chat, what does it take for a band to essentially become the gateway band for other people into a country's scene or a country's, you know, you're almost, you're almost going out there and representing India or you're being the face of the Indian scene, which 10 years back used to be, say, Demonic Resurrection and still is to some degree. It still is Kryptos. But now there is this new name, Gutslit which is not new as such to us, but you guys have clearly made a mark. What is the kind of effort that you guys have put in over all these years to make that happen? So, <laughs> I have all the answers in my head, but I'm just thinking like, you know, what to say and what not to say because I can say a lot. But honestly, what it takes is, I guess, just a day at a time, a song at a time, and it's a show at a time. So you just build on from one gig to another, one city to another, one country to another. So it's just like from one year to another, one of our songs is named that. So <laughs> so it's, it's basically like, you know, just a step at a time, man. I mean, then there's no looking back because you're just going to go ahead and keep on playing and doing what you love. 
So when you love that, you're gonna just keep on pushing yourself. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, to be honest, the evolution of Gutslit really because I still remember watching you guys play in a small nightclub in Andheri East. There was no stage. I think it was just basic backline playing through amps and stuff like that. And I vaguely remember the lineup. It was Reptilian Death, you guys. Yeah, Pratik's first show. And that was the thing. Pratik, I think, played back-to-back there. And everyone was talking about, okay, Gutslit got a new guitarist now. They, I think you guys were still touring for Skewer in the Sewer at that time also. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow. What's going on with these guys, man? Uh They've suddenly, like, what's going to happen with these guys? And post that, everywhere I go, it's Gutslit. And you guys have really exploded, so to say. So, if you can encapsulate that. So, basically, what has happened is, like, every, uh, I would say, every year or two, there is one big challenge that comes to the band. So, initially, it was, like, you know, the drummer problem. Then, when we got settled with that, then there was a vocalist problem. Then, Barway came on. And then when that was going good, then Daniel left. So then again, so then basically that whole lineup problem that comes every year or two, that is kind of like, you know, like that moment when you decide, are you going to take this forward? Are you going to push through this, try, or you're just going to like, you know, hang your boots and be like, okay, we are done. So that is there till date when now Pratik has gone to US to study. And so again, that same question came like to know all three of us, the remaining members, that is me, Aaron and uh, Kaushal, that what should we do? But then again, it's all about like, you know, no man, I mean, that's not how metal is. It's all about just pushing through and just like, you know, going ahead and just finding out what the fuck can you achieve more you can do. And then look at us now, like, you know, we are like, we found Vignesh, who's always been there, like in the Bombay metal scene. And when he just came up on board as the guitarist for Gutslit, like, you know, filling in for Pratik now, it's brilliant. Like he's doing a excellent, he's doing an excellent job at it. And it's just like, like all the hiccups, all the... Uh, challenges that come across in terms of lineup changes, we just like, you know, power through all of them. So the larger question behind this again, is there a vision to this build? Because, you know, when you look at, think of this as, as not a, not a business, but think of this as a brand, right? If you were to ask somebody, Hey, where do you see this brand 10 years from now? Right? Are you guys thinking with that kind of a vision? So basically uh, we were, we are. There are things that we have taken where uh, like either one of us is so completely driven. So like me and Aaron like being there since like a long time. So it's like either one of us is like completely driven and we have this kind of a thing that we want to be there at some point. Like, okay, like, you know, we want to play this festival. If I am talking like subjectively that I want to play this festival and suddenly have this dream, I'll be like, you know, Aaron, I want to play there. And it's just like a random thought and we'll be like, okay, let's work on it. And there are times when I am down and like, you know, I will be like, bro, I want to like, you know, go and play this country. I want to randomly tour with this band. And I'll be like, okay, like, you know, let's just give it a shot. Like, you know, what the fuck, like what, what max to max, what will happen? Like, you know, you'll just put in a word out and then they will like, you know, find out, like finally decide what they want to do. It's like how you do every year. So it's like 10 year down vision is there. Obviously there's like an immediate vision that we have, what we're going to do next year. So right now our main focus is working on the new album. That's next year. Yeah. So this I, year. yeah. So th- uh, like, yeah. So then like, we're going to do it like, you know, now. So that is what like late, late in late this year. So basically like yeah. we're just keeping, yeah. So the run, yeah. So the run starts like this year that is in 2020 and then we take it up like, you know, like over 2021 or something. So okay. basically uh, like that's what we did with skewer. Uh, so with amphitheater also, we did a run like you know of Europe. We took it all the way to Asia. So we covered like almost 25 countries, spaced it out, and like you know we just take that album physically to all those places, and that's like that took quite a toll on us also. But at the end of it, like you had like a brilliant tour of India, 
facilitating India. You had the Asia, got it at both Asia tour. Then you had like you know the whole European tour with Dying Fetus and also it, it all just like you know adds up to that album. So this album also 2020 and 2021. Aaron, you want to quickly chime in? Your question about the vision of Gutslit. I think uh, when I joined the band, I was uh, relatively the new member and all that. So uh, we the first festival that we played was Obscene Extreme. We went to Obscene Extreme, and I think over there we re- we tasted blood, like. It, this was unheard of for us to go abroad. For me, was, I'm a boy from Mahakali. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what the fuck. And I'm playing extreme metal in Czech Republic. And uh, at that point, it was Gurdip, Pratik, uh, me and Bharve. And uh, first, it was the first time it was a holiday. But when we saw it and we saw the scope of what's out there, that's when I think that was a, that was a turning point in the entire band. And... Uh, we from there we started building on we started building at that and uh, unfortunately around that time barve and us parted ways and we found luckily after a year of searching and we had really given up we found kaushal and uh, i think from that time it's been the most stable lineup that we had with pratik gurdeep kaushal and me and we ended up uh, doing amputator and from there we figured out okay we can take this a lot further, a lot of this. We got interest. We got people like Dying Feet is like Terence Hobbs is like talking to us and stuff wow. like that. <laughs> so from there we realized, okay, I mean, we are not now, we have the band from Bombay, we are f- doing this, but there is a, there's a world out there that's completely un- unexplored. So I think from there we just uh, slowly and steadily, we've just set milestones first and I think we've been hitting each one, if not <laughs> above it at least we're hitting the mark where we want to be so i think th- in what you're saying what we want to do later down the line i think there's a l- lot that we want to achieve but we can't really put on the book to jinx okay. it and shit sure. but uh, from what we can tell you is 2021 2020 and 2021 is going to be a really really big year in terms of wow. festivals that's album and stuff uh, so awesome yeah, i mean that's I'm really excited to hear that. But while I still have you, I want to know about the creative vision of the band. Because that's one thing that has become synonymous with Gutslit. I mean, and you've been doing a lot of the artwork and stuff like that. So while you're working on it, is there like, who comes up with the idea? Or do you just draw it? Or is it similar to how you'll have uh, your next goal? How does it go about? So uh, the band, luckily the band has... Every every band member has a certain skill set that they're really really good at. Pratik was great with the music. He we handle, he handled everything. Gurdeep's great with the business side, and uh, Kaushal's great with like the entire social media and the lyrical uh, with lyrics and uh, the just broad perspective of how the band should be represented online. And I I handle the the visual aspect of it. So. Uh, I've, I think my journey as an artist started off around the same time I started off with Gutslit. A little before that, I started working in the metal scene and working around that. And uh, fun story is that he had asked me to do skewered in the sewer, uh, su- sewer, sorry, <laughs> sewer ka artwork. And uh, I was like, yeah, bro. And I made, I made a design and it was pretty shit. <laughs> this is like seven years ago. And then uh, I asked him, bro, what's the scene? Then he's like, uh, 
bro mark reddick said yes to the artwork i was like <laughs> then like don't tell me sorry bro like it's cool go for it like you should definitely get mark reddick to do it because like he's my inspiration in this whole yeah. scene and then from there i've just been honing my skills and uh, over time i think i uh, i got better at what i do and like i know gutsley inside out i know what the band should what should uh, what we should uh, put out there what we shouldn't and if you all have if they have ideas they pretty much we riff on it and then we figure out what to do but the i know uh, there's a certain vision in my head what i think uh, what i think gutsley should be like even the brutal sardar print like it was dinel and me making a joke like let's just make a skull with a turban on it and call and put it out there and he loved it and he got it printed and it became a hit among everything so from there i realized okay like maybe we don't need to keep it as serious as other bands normally do maybe we put a little bit of uh, fun into the entire i love using colors in general so i try to incorporate that and uh, yeah so from there we've just been building on and making it more outrageous and more like the unicorns like the most fucking andre yeah. it's pashal's favorite friend in the whole wide world i think it's a lot he suggested yeah. pink <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so clearly you i'm going to uh, take one line that you said which is you have or you know what gutslit is okay let's pass the mic quickly around to everyone what one line answer what is gutslit i think what gutslit is to me is extremely brutal and experimental and one of a kind right now in our scene okay which makes it a lot more fun for me to even pick up the stuff in the l- recent past you know all right that was vignesh um aaron yeah um, yeah <laughs> i think that's it for me is uh, the most fun people writing the most brutal and uh angry music that we can come up with while while just having fun that's okay, that's cool. what i think the band is all right gutslit for me has always been a fun band it's something that i want myself to enjoy and people to enjoy that's it well i i, I think i'll put a little more uh, <laughs> yeah, sim- yeah. simply yeah, exactly. but i i think sonically it's a mixture of brutal death metal meets grindcore so it's uh, i would describe it as you know brutal death grind uh, around that space but uh, at the same time having the fun fun element as well So all of you have said fun and all of you have said brutal. Yeah. Right? And this is without even premeditating the answer or anything of that sort. Brutal and fun those are two words that anybody who's in this metal space would want their bands to be. Right? And which is why you have a thousand bands springing up in every city around the world almost on a weekly or monthly daily basis. However, most of them don't have a 10 year run don't go beyond the city don't go beyond the local gig right um of course there's hard work but what's the other x factor that the all these other bands seem to be missing out on the turban <laughs> <laughs> i i love the modesty <laughs> no but is it literally the turban and i don't mean it as the turban but i mean it in in terms of view and and i'm i'm sorry i'm sing, uh, um, singling you out over here but when what i really 
admire Gutslit for is the fact that there is a clear business vision behind it. It's not just about the music, and of course it is at one end, but there's this entire ecosystem that's been built around it. How much of that is required in today's day and age for a band to be successful? See, honestly, if you are doing this, uh, like, you know, just for the love of it, the how we are doing it, you need to have a practical aspect to it, how you're going to sustain it. Because we are not, like, you know, all of us are not full-time musicians. We are not, like, you know, in, like, this is not like a Bollywood project where you're, like, you know, you're touring the world and you're, like, you know, getting money out of the sales and record deals and everything. So this is something that you need to understand. This is a passion-based project. And every passion-based project needs a strong backing. So either you do it, uh, like, you know, in your day job, or, like, you know, where you get the money and then you pump it in here and you just, like, live it off like an expensive hobby. Or you try to turn this into a thing which is self-sustainable, if not, like, you know, something that you can reap out of, like, you know, you can, like, maybe pay your bills or your daily bills out of. But this is something that, that, that we are working on, that that ecosystem that you mentioned is basically a self-sustaining model that we're working on that you need to produce music which is like you know obviously uh, liked by people and yourself first and uh, that you sell like you know in terms of cds and streams and online streams and everything plus there's an aspect of merchandise that you attach to it you like you know be creative there and you obviously have a whole thing where you make money out of it plus you give something for people to take back home apart from just the music so it's like a multiple like you know dimensional thing that you need to work on like it has to have that visual aspect as you mentioned it has to have that whole music aspect which is also very important so that balance is the crucial balance that you have to have to have if you want to take anything which is passion based and you want uh, like a self sustainability in it so that's what we want to do we don't want to like you know just keep it like you know uh, uh, like just like pumping in money and getting like no sense out of it so but yeah, that yeah, I mean, the turban does help. So uh, one of the larger thoughts that I've personally had about Gutslet is this entire vision, this entire uh, secondary ecosystem side of it, which I think is something that's missing from most of the other bands in the scene today. And I, d I'm, I just don't mean our scene. I mean, in most music scenes everywhere in the world, is the fact that somehow there is a confusion between the moment you are an artist, people you expect people to come and see you, right? There is a sense of entitlement. And to further build on that, I think that's also a result of what's happened with social media and streaming and the internet, right? It's like, okay, I put up my song on YouTube. Now everyone will come and kind of listen to it. But that's not really how it works, right? I mean, yeah. you guys talk clearly about actually taking physically that CD to 50-odd cities, right? 25 Even countries. Yeah, 25 countries and far more cities. But why would you do that in a day when you could easily just upload your music on Spotify? See, that's the whole difference. So basically... Or even the entire uh, merchandise story that we've heard now, right? That the fact that you make sure that their merchandise is available. Or the, the fact that you make sure that people know it's a gutslit gig. So honestly speaking, see, if you're going to talk about a city in South Korea... Like, they are not going to just randomly wake up one day and Google brutal death metal bands in India. You're going to, like, you know, go to some far-off place in the northern Germany forests and all. They wouldn't even bother, like, you know, where India is. Honestly, like, most of the people who we met, they were clueless where India is in Europe. Like, I'm talking five years back. It used to be, like, you know, there were people who were like, 
where is india is it pakistan i mean like no because yeah. that time pakistan no, was the you're thing you're absolutely which right. had bombed like that yeah, said 9 yeah, 11 yeah, oh, yeah. sorry yeah 9 11 so yeah, yeah. that happened so then that whole thing was like you know like it's the big thing oh like like you know you're from a terrorist country or whatever and you had to actually that time you had to actually clarify that you're not from a terrorist country and now you have to clarify you're not from a rape country also so that apart like uh, the whole point is that you need to be out there physically like the mo- the reason we are playing shows in india also is because you want to go out play shows obviously because you love your music you want to like you know play it on stages bigger stages better stages and different cities you want to travel as a band but that's how you initially or basically get out there and you make people uh, build fans and uh, that's how you build fans and like you know you get a new crowd in because the local scene the local people when they come they see an outstation band they obviously are curious to see what it is and how they are and then you may be like you know out of the 300 400 or people you might like you know win 30 40 hearts or maybe all of them if you have the turban so that's how <laughs> so basically that's how it, it like you know usually happens so that's the answer of your question that you need to go out just streaming doesn't help like you know like i mean honestly when we played all these countries there were so many bands that we met they were so good like meeting an indonesian band by the name viskral they were at par with i would say musically at par like with suffocation they were that good wow. but they are a small band from indonesia they are working hard honestly they are like you know kids they are like really working hard but we wouldn't have known them if we wouldn't have gone there or they wouldn't have come to india so so we went there we saw them and we were blown away like honestly all of us were blown away it's like like all the four members in the band so that's that's how it happens that that whole exchange that whole discovering new bands for us also when we on the road we discover so many big bands who we haven't heard of because they are big in their country or they are big in their scene there in europe or in asia and suddenly you're like wow like you know there's a band like with this name and that genre and they do this on stage like wow that's amazing so that's how it happens like you know you go out there you get some you give some music and like you know you build fans you build like you know more like uh, like a bigger family honestly that's it oh uh, our whole european thing also has happened because of word of mouth initially we did we did obscene extreme and i mean as cliche as it sound the turban was a very big factor in them seeing like what the fuck like there's a guy with a turban and like we would, would walk in the campsite and one guy literally yelled out taliban like fuck but we laughed it off because we know what's related but then there were other people came said namaste and all that shit and they were curious to know so from the first time i think we had a great gig we played a few other shows and from there we just built from we made some contacts sent out our stuff but people over there started started talking about us and they would message us and that's how the second time we went and we played brutal assault and then we we've just built on word of mouth from there so you have to literally go and hustle and like put your shit out you can't be at home thinking like this label is going to sign me this label is going the label wants to see what work you're putting in and that's only when you go out there and you literally sell yourself at the end of the day you have to sell yourself as you can be as elitist as you want you can be as uh, like pure that i don't want to do all this you, you have to sell yourself to the public if you want them to hear your music and make it at a certain level where you want your vision to be you have to put yourself out there as much as you want. all right so i'm having talked about this as somebody who's been again following your band for a while i noticed you are one of those bands that has played in most parts of india correct me if i'm wrong i don't think there's any like major city or even interior i think like you all have played quite a bit extensively in the northeast so since we're talking about vision is there like something you'll have discussed 
where in india you all haven't played yet that you all want to play eviscerating <laughs> yes, india godless guts let we waiting a bunch of new new places going to be fun kaushal so excited to play two twice in a day <laughs> <laughs> bullshit <laughs> no, no honestly i mean we did the last eviscerating india and it was really great we did nine cities um godless and guts let uh, so double duty for me every single day it's quite challenging but yeah we uh, we hit up nine cities and um, you know this time i think um, it's it's we, we, yeah it's bigger and you know we're going for it's it's more it's more ambitious so <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, yeah but uh, yeah i mean we're trying to do new new york cities this year so dude i still remember meeting <laughs> meeting you post the gig i think it is one of your sets and just looking at you going how the hell are you going to manage and this was bombay last year so it was i think second or third gig and you still had more to go so i'm really looking forward to the tour announcement yeah so the, the moment when we decided that we are going to do this the abbas and me like you know we just discussed like you know okay we want to do this we want to do this tour the first time the first thing that kaushal was like how and we were like start running start breathing we don't <laughs> care like you know it's not about your stamina it's about you have to do it like you know that you can do it i mean we were damn sure that he can pull it off and he and he killed it honestly he killed it at every show so like that's like uh, playing interiors of india playing different parts of india with gutslet like you know obviously we've done it like you know all over and all with that whole eviscerating india thing that we have that godless and gutslet have together the whole thing in that is very simple it's like you know we want to go out and play like every city possible in india wherever you can have a decent crowd or not or build a fan base and me and abbas like you know again we start daydreaming and we're like oh we can do this we can do that oh we can go from here to there and how many kilometers is this how many hours is this and then like okay fuck we have a tour set so this year also like and you know, we are going to take it to a double digit like in terms of cities and we're going to like take it uh, a little more so it's just like matter of few more months and we'll be on the road again do this this very thing right this very thing is so commendable and it just adds on to all this work that you guys are doing the fact that you guys ask for other contemporary um, bands to s- give you guys cds so that you can take it all around the world or ah, that's my idea yeah right right all of yeah exactly so all of these things there's there's kind of a want if you were to look at it from a completely outsider perspective to be almost an ambassador of the scene to help the to help or or to be the driver of the scene right is it something that you guys consciously want to do yeah see honestly it's been super hard for me to even like you know make a friend online and work things out because i'm talking about time like you know when facebook wasn't there like you had awkward you had like you know different forums festivals you had to individually go on their websites most of them didn't even have websites so it was really difficult like you know to just get a contact going and introduce yourself to them and just to send them an email or just get the email id now it's like damn easy like you know they have instagram pages and you have like youtube obviously was there then and is still there now so like you know it's very easy to like you know just get in touch with anyone and you can just get through them directly and talk and so i don't want as to how many people don't just do that yeah they i mean that's a that's a different topic altogether like you know honestly we are trying to like you know just help the other bands out who are working hard that's the first criteria who are working hard see musically i've never been like you know oh your your sound should be like this or you should sound like that or you should be from the genre i don't care i'm going to take your cd i'm going to give it to the promoter in europe i'll let him decide what he wants to do i don't care you play a certain genre you play one piece you play this you play that or whatever you want to do that's not my concern my concern is that i'm helping you out 
I'm going to take your stuff. I'll give it to them. And if anything works out for you, I've always said you might get a show, you might get a tour, you might not get anything, you might not even get a fan. I mean, that's not like what I can guarantee you. But I can definitely help you out in whatever way I can. So, yeah, we do that. Like, you know, we consciously go out and put it out in front, like, you know, like we give it to the best promoter possible who is a little more open, like every every year that we travel. So we like, you know, we seek a person who would be worthy enough, like, you know, to take those CDs and be just to them, not just put it in his uh, like shelf or whatever and just leave it there. So like, and, and, and coming back to the second half of the question that you mentioned that people don't, don't even put in that much effort. See, honestly, I know bands here who are just, I don't understand, like, you know, honestly, they, they want to do it. Then at times they don't want to do it and then they're like, you know, they want to work on the production. They want to sound shit on record. They want like, you know, 10 monitors on stage or whatever you want. Like, you know, it's like ultimately you need to work very hard and just get the stuff out because if nobody knows you, like you're in some far off city, Bombay is a huge city in itself. But then it's like some far off city for Europe. It's like some far off city in the East, like in Asia somewhere, like, you know, in India, whatever. So if you if you want to come out of this place, you need to like fight it out you need to have a good record whatever sound you want keep it that's fine that's your personal decision but have something that you can share with people so if i'm talking to a festival and you want to play there you want my help i would love to help you but at least give me something that i can show it to them so you need to like that is that is your like you know i mean that, that's when the ball is in your court my job is i'll get you there then whatever like you know you impress them or not that's your thing so people need to work hard like and they need to just get out there and just freaking log on to the festival website and just find there's a contact button always 99% of the festivals have a contact button and they are so responsible there they will even update when their festival is booked so most of the festivals they will have a tag in the contact section saying please don't email for this year so you can space it out an email for next year also so then they are that professional so you really have to be like you know stupid if you can't send that email out Achha. because you guys have played extensively abroad uh, here is a second opinion or a secondary thought line altogether. Uh, in this day and age today, is there something called Indian metal? Yeah, honestly, it's... it's <laughs> I mean, bottom line is basically bands from in India who play metal are Indian metal bands. I mean, that's yeah. it's as simple as that. True, true. And I mean, if, you, if you're talking about Indian elements... I mean that no I mean uh, that, okay we're not talking about that no so I'll I'll, I'll add uh. further context to this so 2010 I remember watching uh, demonic resurrection play brutal assault and the thing you had to tell people back then was yeah there's a band from India come today we're 10 years down the line do you think gutslid needs to be introduced as an Indian band uh, for people I to pay attention. I don't. I don't. I don't really think. Maybe Gurdip will be better at answering this question. See, honestly, it depends. Like you know, how an organizer would want to pitch it. To be honest, when we also played Brutal Assault, I'll come back to that same festival. So we played the second slot in the morning, and we were very skeptical. Like you know, we'll have like you know maybe it's like 100, 200 people here and there, all waking up and coming for us. And that festival was kind of sold out for that year, and it was like completely like packed the night before also. So we were like, okay, it's yeah. like, you know, like like a second slot and like, you know, cannibal cops and all are there in the evening and who's going to wake up so early and come. So we are playing, there are like two main stages. So we are playing one of the main stage and like, you know, and, and the first band wraps up and we are ready to go. And we see like, you know, whole, like, you know, huge crowd, like, you know, just walking in from the entry and coming in and coming in and coming in. And, and by the time we were in the fourth or fifth song, the whole uh, pit or you want to say the, like, you know, the the venue or like the whole open air the whatever the concert the everything was like almost packed 
and there were like people everywhere and it was just amazing to like you know just see like you know so many people just turn up in the morning for that slot and just be there and like once we got off the stage like you know the promoter actually came up to us and he like you know i've never seen so many people turn up for a morning slot so there was no mention of an indian band coming yeah. there but but like honestly speaking people did like you know there were there were a certain segment of people who wanted to know what an indian band can do so when you go to a festival in europe you do categorize as per country you do notice you do see oh this is a band from south america so oh, that's a novelty or oh, this is a band from like you know somewhere in australia coming all the way to europe because australia is super far so the same like you know factor comes from india it's not like you know oh india is like completely wow but obviously there's that little unique touch that you have that zing yeah i mean uh, in obscene extreme i think this year there were like around uh, 60 countries or something right exactly yeah so ba- basically uh, i mean it's just it's just great that you know there is so many bands representing so many countries so and in places like that it's it's more about okay you know look at look at all these bands from you know there's so many different so countries they, they i mean there was a band from new caledonia you know this time which is like a tiny country, yes, country like, yeah. n- near you know papua new guinea yeah. like above australia so i mean i i, I didn't even know where where the country was so so, so basically when you go to a place like obscene or whatever uh, it's just great to know okay okay this these dudes are from here these dudes are from here it's just good to know that this kind of music exists over there but i mean the other aspect of it is i mean uh, it's about like i mean we're also talking about maybe it can be used as a gimmick i don't think i don't think that's that that really exists i mean if you're good you're good if you're bad i mean if you're not good you're not good you know it's just but we don't personally uh, as a band we don't really use that as a uh, what do you call as a gimmick uh, yeah because honestly we we're just like any other band out there with regards to how we do things or um, um, or uh, um, basically broadly we don't really try to use our indianness to sell uh, you know we just make yeah. extreme music we you know we're passionate about it we're dedicated and you know we just go out there and play the shows and uh, you know that's that's pretty much it yeah i think this works when you say indian death metal i think it just works like if the band is showing uh progress they put in the hard work and they uh, they've made a mark in the scene they'll be like oh fuck have you checked out gutslit oh fuck have you checked out walwood india oh fuck you oh fuck they are from india like that's the thing then you say oh fuck there's an indian death metal scene like walwood india friends they've exploded on that whole european scene and then you go come to know like oh, damn they're from south africa which is unheard of yeah, like shout you don't out know because yeah. last year when yeah. we in, uh, interviewed them and they knew we are from india they were like fuck that's yeah, like, like you know those guys yeah so boys like, like yeah, and yeah. Uh, so that's what when you when you back up the music with like what uh, with what we are doing and then when people de- uh, jump more into the band go deep into the band and then they see oh like it's from india then you come to know like then you say there is an indian death metal scene and that's how you like i don't think we want to capture that whole exotic scene but that's something that the organizer tries to tries to yeah yeah i think a lot of bands do try to sell themselves on you know being exotic or whatever uh, i mean if it works for them great great but uh, you know we're not really about that yeah but when you say indian death metal like honestly like uh, i would say <laughs> that is something that is something like you know if if somebody wants to that is something like you know if somebody wants to like you know get a uh, whole and indian aspect coming into the whole that metal uh, zone which 
again depends like you know on the band that they want to do but gutslit won't like you know come across as something like you know indian death metal band no like you know even though we do have like indian brutal death grind as a tag like that we have like you know that we are proud of but it's just like you know that we are proud of the country right for for everyone who's listening and is think we're just going on and on let's look back at all your music hmm we want to play a track one of gutslit's tracks whether it's your split whether it's good skewered in the sewer or ampicheto which song do you think represents the gutslit sound and why do you want us to play this song i guess uh, everybody will have their own answer to it uh, as of now i would say uh, okay uh, as of now i would say like if you want to enjoy gutslit and you want to hear the whole brutality aspect of it there are two songs that come to my mind one is broadway queen and one is necktie party so those two songs like you know kind of define so i let the boys choose whichever one they want to do let's do a vote <laughs> out let's let's do a vote out okay let's do a vote out so i was a fan of the band uh, before i joined the band <laughs> but yeah, i was a fan for the longest time and uh, i clearly remember watching these guys in bangalore and counter culture that was one of the shows that i think these guys absolutely killed it that was the lineup with barve gurdeep aaron and uh, Pratik, yeah, uh, yeah, that was Pratik. Um, so at that point of time, I think you know, Gutslit was uh, more um, you know brutal death metal. At, at that point of time, was they were playing skewered in the sewer material, and uh, so th- that's how I got introduced to the band. And that, you know, that's I started. Uh, I mean, I knew the band because of the album, and you know, they were playing, they were touring uh, for the album. So I mean, that's how I got to know Gutslit. So I've got some. memories attached to it and uh, so i mean i i think that was pretty uh, definitive in terms of gutslit's like evolution or like just sort of people getting to know what the band was all about so yeah and obviously amphitheater is a um, Oh, you haven't yet chosen the song. Song, <laughs> song. I don't know. So you have the you know that's. I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, uh, probably awful barter maybe. Yeah, awful barter. That's a pretty good. I like that song. I think from Amputator, my favorite song is Blood Eagle, and uh, from uh, Skewered, my favorite song would be Atrophic. So okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I mean. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Atrophic cranial disintegration. <laughs> so for me, I think it's uh, from Amputator. It's from one year to another. I think that's got a mix of everything. Yeah. Thankfully nobody said that. I'm so happy. <laughs> Which and then puts us in a dilemma because either we end up playing each and every song or or we, we just play, play one song is from one year to song? another. We we'll let the new word is it. From Ooh. one year. Hi.
All right, let's wrap this up. Last question, and this is for all four of you. So take it individually. So far in your gutslit lives, okay, or so far in your lives. Let me finish the question first. Then you can decide who wants to answer. Okay, but I need to get all four of you to answer this. This is really, and trust me, this won't be anything high or complex or anything of that sort. Let's make this fun. The best moment in your gutsted life so far. Living in 2020 while being in 2019. I've never time traveled before. He's going to edit that. <laughs> no, no, uh, we'll be upfront with it. No problem. I've spoken a lot more shit and they've not edited it. Nobody edits it. <laughs> the whole interview will be done. Okay. Okay, all this part is going to be edited. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> go for it, go for it. Dude, it's been too short, but I think uh, it's obvious it's NH7. Like, just the moment where. Like, I wasn't expecting too much craziness, to be very honest. I was just like, yeah, I have to prepare, I have to like warm up, I have to be ready. And uh, as soon as Underside got done, the amount of crowd and the kind of party that was there, for me, was really overwhelming. Because I remember Gurdeep telling me after jams that, Look, Vignesh, you're all right. You're doing a job. You're stage presence. You just stand and play properly. You're playing perfectly. But the energy that was produced that day, I lost my shit. And I lost my pick also. Thankfully, <laughs> I, I had another one in my pocket. I n never do. But for guts it now, I know that I need to have an extra, extra picks. pick. Because it just, it goes, I don't know. <laughs> no, like, it was funny. I found a cigarette randomly. Nobody smokes that cigarette, like, from us. But it was there. And I was like, yeah, I'll throw this. Pick also went. <laughs> and we were just going to start hemorrhoidal in three seconds. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, thankfully, there's a pick. <laughs> That's a best, best, that's a great best story. Best moment. Uh, can I do two? Yeah, sure. Uh, and can uh, can you be? Little oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, come uh, on. We've been okay. One. This is not one of the PG best friendly moments. At one all. of the best moments for me was uh, we played this small town in Spain called Palencia with a P, which I didn't know existed, but we played that. That's. <laughs> Valencia uh, ka judwa bhai. Yeah, but <laughs> P P like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, they made the drummer crowd surf during the set. Like that was like they made me okay. Since I know the, I'm the drummer, I crowd surf, which is something that. Uh, like every every drummer I think really wants to do in their life and they they caught me and they took me all around and I crowd surf. That was like an insane moment for me and I love that. Second time, this is going to get a little dirty. I was in Germany, we were playing, we just finished the set and it was a really good set. I don't remember where. Uh, <laughs> tell me uh, no, no, I'll tell you. Uh, so I got off stage and there was this one old guy, like not old guy, but uh, pretty uh, in his 30s or something. And uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, no, no, 35. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my 30s. <laughs> not very old. <laughs> Listen to the fucking story. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he, Comes and says, hey man, fucking great, great show. Can I please suck your dick? <laughs> and in my head, in my head, that was the greatest compliment I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, what happened I was, I said, no man, it's cool. Like, thank <laughs> you. You can take a stick and he'll, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, 
that was yeah. one of the greatest <laughs> moments ever and then <laughs> yeah. and also then um, for me uh, personally in india playing nh7 which is unheard of gutsit will ever play nh7 that and that crowd and our set that was like one of the best moments ever so the moment you guys were yeah. were announced for nh7 blew my mind but yeah for the audience and like as like for peter and me we were discussing it made perfect sense at least two. just building on your point about nh7 it was like it's time man it's time yeah because i've seen you guys play b69 i've seen you guys play nightclubs and if you guys guys can play obscene extreme and brutal assault yeah but i we, i don't think we ever uh, in our heads we've always wanted to play nh7 but i don't think we ever fit that kind of programming what they were going for and the fact that they supported metal and they got us on board which was completely unreal for us when they told us i was stoked beyond belief like it was the, one of the greatest moments for come me. on gurdeep it's on to you now koshal no, no. koshal <laughs> <laughs> well i think gurdeep is like trying to top everybody's stories but okay yeah i'll try to top vignesh's but i don't think that's possible but uh, <laughs> uh so th- this is my first tour uh abroad with gaslight or with like any band like it's first time 2017 germany i think our first festi- first show that we played was a death feast and uh, so this death feast is a festival organized by lucas from stillbirth uh happens in uh, andernach germany um so i think it's a three day festival yeah. three day festival uh so there from the first day i think we were supposed to play the second day or something uh so f- f- day one ends you know shit gets crazy everybody's drunk whatever uh, but i have to tell you i i saw more dicks and butts <laughs> in one night <laughs> than i ever did in my entire life it was beautiful <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> both both a lot of dicks and a lot of butts yeah and just yeah just bunch of naked people i mean just streaking out from the darkness and yeah are you sure you not at obscene extreme and you were actually at that yeah, no yeah i was at that was i mean oh Oh, oh yeah, we were. I mean, I was at Obscene Extreme. Uh, with the, this was the se- band second time, and I saw a lot of dicks and butts there as well. But uh, this was my first experience, <laughs> so yeah, it's memorable. Okay. <laughs> so why do I feel now that all stories are about dicks only? Aaron almost got his big name. Suck wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, he. Yeah, from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Aaron almost got his dick sucked by a guy. Kaushal saw too many dicks and butts. <laughs> So th- I have I have like this one weird weird story that happened. So we are sitting at Obscene Extreme, we are having a beer. Like it was I think so me and Kaushal I don't know whether he was there. But yeah anyway we are all sitting here, and we are sitting like you know with a bunch of like uh, friends from Europe only. Suddenly like you know this drunk German or some some guy like you know he comes up yeah he comes like so we are sitting like you know in this bar like uh, in a beer tent. So we have like you know these community tables where anybody can just come and join you, and we are just drinking and having a good time. Suddenly, this guy comes and he's talking to us. He shakes a hand. Yo, you're from India. You're the band Gutslit, and we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of yours. He talks for us for like two minutes in like a full hyper mode, like you know that he's had a couple of beers and a couple of uh, blots and all, and he's super high. Gets up, pull, pulls his pan down, takes it, dicks out, and whacks it on the on the table and says, I love you guys, and this. And then he tries to shake a hand, and we're like, Namaste, and then. <laughs> Yeah, that that's like the weirdest thing that we've seen. Oh, also there was one more weird thing. Obscene extreme. We are watching a band, and Pratik, I guess, he's almost asleep. And there are these bunch of uh, they look like Irish people, like you know, t- super tall and like you know, fair no, guys. 
they were Germans. Oh yeah, so Germans. So there are these uh, three guys and a girl, like you know, just sitting there and watching a show, and it's almost like eleven o'clock in the night, and it's uh, like oh, the right. band is like just killing it on stage, and it's like an amphitheater kind of a feel. So you are everybody sitting on these benches. So we're just sitting beside them, and Aaron is right next to them, like hoping, like you know, to try to get to the girl, something or the other might happen. Somebody, it's like finally, he might get a girl to suck his dick. <laughs> but so then suddenly, one of the guys gets up. Uh, no, the girl gets up. The girl gets up. She removes her her jeans, her panties, and she sits on top of the guy, and she just pees in his mouth, and he drinks all of it. And we're like, okay. And we're like, wait one second. I, I hate you not I hate God. Not I hate. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's not a question. It's just an observation. You, you guys do realize the starting point of this entire last fifteen minutes. I told you it's a fun band. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> was me- most memorable <laughs> moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- See, fa- most that's what I said. Uh, that's what I said. Favorite like, you know, memorable moment. I said it's, it's, it's I said I said it's it's like kind of weird. I didn't mention that. I have the weirdest memories. The most memorable, weirdest memories of my <laughs> like you know time with guts. And this is absolutely fine. If this is memorable for you, we support it. Yeah, no yeah, problem yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, man. And we also had like an all girls mosh pit once in Pune. So that was fun. Aaron was quite happy. He couldn't see any one of them from the kid. <laughs> in general, for Gurdeep, me and like, uh, it was that first time playing obscene. It was it was unreal. Like. There we uh, we also started with Punjabi MC. We did our intro track as Whoa. Punjabi MC. MC it MC. I mean people got a little bit into it, but then we stopped doing it after that. <laughs> it was just that one one time. Koshal would have killed us if he was in the band <laughs> at that point. But uh, it was unreal. Like just the fact that you were in Czech Republic playing this kind of music awesome. and like awesome. never thought about stuff like that. So I think that's something that. I think that's so. Okay, clearly, when you guys said fun and brutal, that is what you guys are. Thank you so much for doing this with us at the moment, and thank you for doing whatever it is that you guys are doing because you you guys are truly doing something that's really commendable, and yeah, full power to you guys, man. A big horns up from Peter and me to you. Thank you so much, guys. I love 2020. Yeah, 2020, the year of gutslit. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So quickly. Uh, Use this as a platform. Do you guys want to plug your social media or your site or something of that sort? How can I people find you? Um, so you can follow Gutslit on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, our music's on pretty much all streaming platforms, so you can go check it out. And um, yeah, if you if you guys want to follow us individually, I, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well as Chernobyl. You can follow me on uh, Instagram mostly as Kids Quiddy. For my art stuff and art of Squid Squiddy on Facebook, also Gutsit's new album, uh, like around June, July, we we are going to release it. Really amazing work. Pratik's uh, written last, uh, it's his last piece, or you can see with the band, and uh, it's really it's different from what we normally do, but it's it's exciting where we are going into the future. So. Like we'll you can look forward to that, that. Yeah. and we'll also uh, that. also uh, tour uh, announcement in December. I mean, late December. We'll update you all on that. And uh, yeah, I'm a pretty big guy. I don't think you'll miss me, <laughs> so you can just look for me somewhere. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Spot the turban, and you'll find the band. <laughs> Over and thanks, out. guys. Hands up. Yeah. So that was Gutslet. Lots of new things to look forward to in the year. Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to actually watching them live once again. Yeah, with uh, their whole 
eviscerating India, so it's going to be godless and gutsless again. But wonder who else they're going to get on the bill this time. Yeah, I think they need a hardcore punk band. Not hint, so, hint. not so subtle plug. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, still the next time. Horns up. Horns up, guys. Yeah.